It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What's up, Aggie Nation? It's time for a Big Blues Day episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and you can follow me at USU, the right blue, on Twitter. And you know I'm an Aggie fan, and, and I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast that you cheer for the Aggies in some way, shape, or form. And so uh, no, no matter what, I'm excited to give you the lowdown on the Aggies today. We'll be covering the the big three things we'll, we'll be covering is the football team, we'll, we'll kind of talk about the last week, look uh, look towards the future. Um, basketball, we'll talk about the ups and downs with the, the, the loss in the first game and then the great win in the Veterans Classic. And yeah, and yeah we'll look ahead to the Myrtle Beach Tournament, on the, um, a nice holiday, pre-holiday classic j- just this week before Thanksgiving. And then last but not least, we'll look at some award watch lists and and Aggie records that um, could be broken somewhat soon. And and if there's time, we'll get to some of your questions or, or comments. I know so some of you, um, always when I ask for questions, there's always some comments that don't really have to do with the Aggies or just kind of, uh, what, what, how do I say it, just kind of try, trying, to be, trying to be funny. And, and, you know, I can laugh at that too. So without further ado, let's get this started. It's time for the Big Blues Day podcast for your Utah State Aggies for November 16th, 2021. Okay, so let's talk about football first. What a great late night game it was. And Aggie Nation, I I have confessed I need to repent of my sins. I, I fell asleep during this game and I, I heard that some of you, I, I saw one guy was counting how many cans of Diet Coke he was drinking to stay awake. So props for doing what it takes. Um, my mistake, I thought I could watch it in bed and stay awake because my wife was like, can we just watch it in bed while I go to sleep? And she was tired and not feeling too good this weekend and just getting over, she and my daughter getting over cold. But anyways, so I'm sitting here watching it near the end of the third quarter. I'm like, oh, it looks like we're going to win. I'll try to stay up. But if I don't, then what I guess I need to repent of that (laughs) so yeah we ended up winning 48 to 17 I woke up at 3 a.m and I was like crap I gotta I gotta see how this happened and so I watched all the highlights and I was thoroughly impressed Uh, San Jose State was supposed to be and I I, I'm guessing they still are are pretty good from what we've seen Um, a great defensive team and with their quarterback back um they're supposed to be pretty good on offense too, but it wasn't the case in in this game. Um, their quarterback came off of an injury, so Nick Starkle. He he and the San Jose won the Mountain West last year, and during COVID, and it was a crazy year. I mean, usually, <laughs> I mean, when San Jose State's beating Boise in the championship, usually you don't see that happen because usually San Jose um, State um, is not the top of the conference. And this year, um, it looks like they're one of the bottom. They're not the bottom, but they're they're fighting for a bowl game. They are five and six and 
they probably I heard that that they were really motivated in this game. They played like it the first half, and they they thought that okay, if we're gonna beat one of these teams to get a bowl, it's gotta be the Aggies because the Fresno's been ranked this year and it looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, if you look at the standings in the West, um, so San Jose is fourth in the, and it looks like that's probably where where they'll stay, um, barring some collapse. Um, it looks like they'll stay ahead of UNLV in Hawaii, but we have lucked out got this year, guys. Um, at least as far as the West teams, um, and and by the way, this will change. I know some Boise State fans are kind of a little salty, saying, "Oh man, the Aggies get an easy schedule this year." Well, well, guess what? In maybe a couple of years, it'll, it'll be flipped, and you'll be playing the easier teams, and we'll we'll have to play the harder teams. So, it it doesn't make our um, Mountain West title hunt any less valid if we are going through the bottom of their division because we're still taking care of the rest of our division while I mean Boise State did lose to Air Force and they did lose to Nevada and other divisions so so yeah it works both ways um the Aggies I think when I counted right um they are one of like 23 teams that have only lost um two games or fewer so they're eight and two now and they have a nice remaining schedule First, before we talk about that, let's talk about this amazing game in San Jose, um, in the um, what's it called, the Silicon Valley. So you got Silicon Slopes, um, somewhat versus Silicon Valley. I know most of the Silicon Slopes um, companies, like, and I've worked near them before. A lot of these tech companies are in like the Lehigh, like Salt Lake area. So, but you know. Yeah, I mean, Utah State has some. I know Conservus is a pretty nice uh, company. There's a couple of them, but but yeah. Anyways, just a little tangent of of the battle of the silicons, right? <laughs> um, so it looks like we did really well. So Logan Bonner, 263 yards, four touchdowns. Did have an interception early. We had two two costly turnovers in in the opening drive that, that made us go down early. Um, overall, we did win the turnover battle. We only had two early, and, and they had three overall. They had an interception and two fumbles. And we only had one interception and one fumble. So if you look at it, we started off the, the first quarter. We went down 7-0, and then I think the score went down to 14-0. And then we went on it. <laughs> A 24-0 run to end the half. So we got up 24-14 to in the first half. We figured, okay, this game's not over yet. And, and San Jose fought in the third quarter right about the time I'm falling asleep. So they, they made the 44-yard field goal to bring it within one touchdown. But then we score a touchdown third quarter. We go up by two at the... So by the end of the third quarter, we're up 31-17. And this is where I kind of was starting to doze off, and, and yeah, Derek Wright had a field goal, or, or a 41-yard pass from Logan Bonner, and Connor Coles had a, another field goal, and then Calvin Tyler topped it off with a a touchdown, a six-yard run, um, so it was just an awesome night, and we can't, um, and we'll talk about this later, but we can't finish without talking about Devin Tompkins, um, because he was amazing. Five receptions for 127 yards. Didn't have a touchdown, but he drew a lot of um, defenders on him, and it opened up the doors for 
four other passing touchdowns. So Wright, Derek Wright caught two. Brandon Bowling caught one. Savon Scarver caught one. I, I still am hoping and praying that before his career is over with the Aggies that he will not just not just stay with the tied record for for the returns for a touchdown or kickoff returns, but he will break it. I think he's tied with seven touchdown returns in his his career, so we'll see. But um Devin Tompkins is so great and we'll talk about him him later. Um averaging twenty five point four yards per reception and just really athletic. He's only five seven, five eight, so so I do have a couple inches on him, but I would not want to face him on a football field. He's just too fast, too strong, too athletic and just um he's got a vertical. He could probably jump over me or, or a small car or something. <laughs> but yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, so we'll leave it at that uh, for now, but just wanted to say I'm really impressed with the Aggies. Um, I do want to wish one happy birthday before we take a quick look at Wyoming. Happy birthday to Justin Rice. I just, I, I scroll through Aggie Twitter daily because it's, especially during football and basketball season, because it is my team, like the Aggies and the Jazz, and the Aggies just, yeah, they make me happy. That's the school I went to, so. I really feel a sense of appreciation towards them. Um, there's something different about college, you know. High school, yeah, I still cheer for my my Logan Grizzlies, and they've kind of been going down a, a little bit. But but yeah, the Aggies they weren't really that good at football when I grew up. But now, last decade, we've been pretty good for the most part. We've only had like two seasons where we didn't make a bowl game. Well, I mean, there was. Yeah, actually, I guess last year if you count COVID, but we're on the upswing, so we gotta appreciate it while we have it. You never know when things change with different um, rosters and different schedules, different coaches. We've been through a couple coaching changes. Um, we it looks like, I mean, if our coach keeps winning, then yeah, we might want to be a little bit concerned. Um, hopefully, we can keep get keep him for at least a couple more years, if not longer, if we can figure something out but um I think in order to do that you kind of need p5 level money and we're even finding out with BYU um there's been a lot of rumors and we'll talk more about this in another episode maybe cause Monday but Kalani Sataki he's a rumored guy for like the USC job the Washington job there's there's a lot of opening jobs and so the talented coaches will will get calls from p5 schools and BYU might have to open their checkbooks a bit and right now they aren't making P5 money yet, but they, they got to figure out a way to help Kalani Sataki keep his staff and keep him happy. So anyways, leave it at that. If, if you want more BYU coverage, go listen to our BYU podcast. But now back to the Aggies. Um, so yeah, happy birthday, 24th birthday, Justin Rice. You are quite a stud on our defense. We And by the way, props to the defense like we only allowed 17 points and we we had a little bit of crap earlier this year because yeah air force who scores and everybody made our defense look bad uh byu boise state i mean i thought our defense has played pretty good at times where we kind of bend don't break we're we're fast we were not the the biggest hogs up front but we we are physical and we play with passion um looks like justin rice led the team with eight total tackles and five solos so 
good job on you, um, Justin Reyes. Um, we had a couple of sacks. Um, Nick Henninger and let's see Carter, a, a Johnny Carter. So props to you guys. So couldn't leave without giving some love to the defense. Um, also Connor Coles two for three on field goals. Um, if we look at those, it looks like he. What was his long? His long was um 40 yards so yeah missed a shorter one but it didn't nearly cost us the game so we won by 31 points i'd say that's a pretty solid outing no matter who you play in the mountain west um that is one of our biggest margins of victory of this season i mean we beat well we did beat mexico state by 32 last game but outside of that i think that's our biggest whooping of the year even bigger than North Dakota so yeah the last two weeks have looked pretty good albeit um versus less than stellar competition so San Jose State I think they actually yeah they've they beat New Mexico State by only six points earlier this year so I think we're just playing better as the weeks go on I know we struggled against New Mexico State early but we really woke up in in that game as well so um yeah you can never count the Aggies out I see these weird tweets early by Aggie fans too I'm a little disappointed but Aggie fans like giving up and like oh just when we have a chance to have a special season we suck it up and it's just like after the first second quarter I'm like come on guys you know we're a second half team so let it let us do our thing in the first and just be like oh but I mean that trend probably can't continue against a good team right like San San Diego State if we're against them and then because that is probably the next good team we'll face. Wyoming, we thought they were going to be good. I don't really think they are. And so that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So this next game. So I, my apologies. I wasn't able to get a Wyoming contact. And I know last week I've kind of been slacking the last couple of weeks trying to trying to get um, somebody onto the podcast. Um, because, yeah, we, we had the summer series. And then, yeah, the... We got a couple of weeks behind, then the season started, and I got a couple of people. I didn't get someone for New Mexico State, but yeah, this week didn't quite get somebody, or or, or yeah, this last week not for San Jose State. Um, they canceled, um, but but we'll have to have them on maybe some other time. I thought about bringing them on, but there might be an APB out for San Jose State fans right now. So um, you'll have to let me know if you find find any because right now they're. Probably a little disappointed that they might not make a bowl game. Um, what was I going to say? But anyway, so yeah, Wyoming seems like they were going to be good. They were returning all these people they were talking about. Um, but they are sitting at 5-5 five and five themselves. And so they need to win one of the next two games. Um, I'm guessing that probably be Hawaii. Cause, I mean, senior night. Come on, guys. Um, the Aggies play at 6 p.m., on CBS Sports, I'm um, looking at Wyoming. They are a stout defensive team. Um, just looking, they haven't a lo- let an opponent score like more than I don't know. Have they let an opponent score more than like uh, yeah? I guess Northern Illinois had 43 on them, but other than that, I'm not really seeing anybody that scored more than 30 points on them. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. I think we, I mean, I hope we have a better 
offense than Northern Illinois and a better defense. Um, Northern Illinois overall is what's their record? They're seven and three, so they're doing pretty good in the MAC. They're they're usually up up there in the MAC. So, um, I mean, I don't think Wyoming's going to be a cakewalk. If you look at it, we are at home and favored. It says we're sixty-seven percent chance that we'll win this game. Um, Wyoming, ha- I don't know if if you can really say they've had a signature win this year. They beat Colorado State. And then, yeah, they ruined the chance of an upset that would have probably helped us in the standings keep that lead over Boise. Um, I think we're going to have to win out because Boise, and, and you know what, that would be great because we want to be cheering. If we win out, then it doesn't matter what, what happens to Boise because we, ha- we have one conference loss, they have two. So if they could beat San Diego State, then San Diego State would have two conference losses because they've already lost their one loss of the season is to Fresno but if San Jose San Diego State finishes with two losses and we finish with one conference loss then it really won't matter what the overall rankings are it won't matter that yeah we lost to Boise and BYU by a large amount because we've really turned flipped the script and and they, they go by conference record before the national rankings so Oh, and speaking of national rankings, before we dive out of football, we, okay, so we aren't ranked yet, but, I mean, I feel pretty good about our chances in future weeks, because if we can go 11-2, maybe even 12-2, let's say we win the Mountain West Championship, and and a bowl game, that would put us at 12-2. Well, the last two times the Aggies finished with two losses, so 2018, we finished at number 22 in the country when we went 11-2, and and we finished number 16 in the country when we went 11 and 2 in 2012 and when we were the WAC champs in the last year um, of, of the WAC football. So something to think about. Um, I'm confident that we'll do pretty well. So yeah, that brings me to, so we had 12 overall points or votes, whatever you call it, in the AP Top 25. And I was very happy about that. Um, I actually reached out there was one lady who who ranks the uh, she had us ranked as high as 21 and so it's interesting to talk to her and she had some reasons and I know some people might agree or disagree um, eventually when it's all said and done if we keep getting more people pay attention to us and say hey Utah State had these votes last week if we take care of business this week I'm guessing we'll get more votes I think we have like 31st most votes in the country so not quite in the top 25 yet but I look at the teams ahead of us, like Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, like um, our two group of five teams that I'm not sure are are, are better than us. So um, it, it's hard to say because yeah, we're one of the 23 two lost teams, but they have like U- the Utah Utes are seven and three, and they are ranked in the top 25 because yeah, they're in the Pac-12. They play a Power Five schedule, so that that makes sense. But uh, I think we can see Utah State start to climb into like the late 20s next week maybe we'll have like the 27 28th most votes and who knows maybe we'll have a ranked if san diego state um plays um does stay unbeaten and let's say i don't know what i would rather have would you rather play a ranked san diego state team or and who knows maybe they would be ranked regardless but yeah right now they're ranked 23rd in the country so let's say they win their next game but then they lose 
the finale to Boise. Let's say we both somehow end up ranked. Like we went out, San Diego State loses another one. We we play the Aztecs at home. Like let's say it's like we're the twenty fifth in the country, and maybe they're like something like the twenty third or the twenty second or something. Who knows? But it it would be cool to have that. But I don't know if we'll get both. Um, how spoiled we'll be, but. Um, I, I guess it, it doesn't really matter at this point because I think our resume will be pretty much set in stone by then. I did hear that there is an outside, outside chance that we could make a New Year's Six, but it's going to take a lot to happen. Um, I saw a tweet that said, okay, so the conference is ranked ahead of us. U, UTSA is 10-0. and So if they win, and, and by the way, they take the highest ranked G5 conference champion to the New Year's Six. So UTSA goes 12-0 but loses the conference title game, they're out. And same with Cincinnati, they're out. BYU is not not in the G5, they're not in the P5. Right now they're independent. So them and you know Notre Dame are out of the equation. So Cincinnati, they're interesting. They're at 10-0. and um, They're just on the outside looking in in the college football playoff, but they are third in the AP Top 25. Um, if they were to win and not make the college football playoff, then I, I don't quote me on this, I have to double check, but if they don't make the college football playoff, then, then they get the bid, no other G5 gets it. So we might want to root for them to win, because who knows, I don't know if the playoff committee is going to put um, Cincinnati in, because um, even if some of these teams ahead of them lose in, so week 11, um, Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia are ranked ahead of them, all of them won, so... Even I think Michigan won, so you could start to see some, like Michigan, Michigan State, some of those teams start to climb ahead of Cincinnati if they keep winning. Like Oklahoma just had their first loss, but it's only one loss, so Cincinnati's really going to have to run the table and hope that a lot of these other one-loss P5 teams lose because otherwise they're going to try to find a way to put them ahead of Cincinnati, who did beat Notre Dame and they beat Indiana and all the other teams in front of them. They just beat South Florida by 17. So anyways, if those teams lose, I heard that Houston, it might be nice for Houston to get a, another loss just, just to keep it safe, like to keep the American out of our way. But there, there's an outside shot. I mean, if, if we get to where we're ranked after we win the the Mountain West Championship and, and let's say, yeah, some of those other teams lose and we are the highest ranked conference champion of the g5 then we would in essence make the college football play uh not the college football playoff what am i saying there's no way there's no way we can get that but but a new year six bowl that would be amazing it's it's a lot of money that would come to the school um not not sure that we get that this year the mount west hasn't gotten it for a while i think boise had like a fiesta bowl maybe eight nine years ago so we'll see um we can dream can't we um but oh man we are Already short on time for basketball. Okay, well, yeah, long story short, Wyoming seems good on defense. I don't think they have enough offense to beat us. I think we win 27-17, something like that. We'll see. Um, basketball, we had a shaky first game. Um, we lost to UC Davis. I was actually at a jazz game. I was kind of listening to this on, on my way out. and Yeah, it stinks to lose to a Big West team, but look at what the Big West is doing. Like UC Riverside hit that game-winning like half-court or over-half-court shot to to beat Arizona State. So there's there's some good teams in 
in the Big West right now. There are four currently unbeaten teams. So Santa Barbara, UCSD, Long Beach, and UC Davis are all undefeated so far. Only played about one or two games in the season. So anyways, we can just move on from that one because who likes to talk about a loss, right? So let's talk about a win. We went to the Naval Academy and played the first of a, a doubleheader. There were two games played at the Naval Academy for kind of the Veterans Day Classic, right? So um, it was first us versus the Richmond Spiders and then Virginia Tech versus Navy. Um, for my friend, I think Gregor's 1868 Tivo Shandor on Twitter, he's a big Hokies fan. He's from there, but then also went to Utah State. So um, he had the best of both worlds because um, Virginia Tech beat Navy on their home court by um, 20 a- after our game. So our game, we won 85-74. So the only Spida that's, that won that night, well, so that night was the last night that the Jazz won because they've been not good lately. But the, that night I was at the Jazz game um, on on Tuesday, we, the Jazz won 110-98. So then on Friday, um, yeah, the Aggies won 85-74. If we look at our box score, you know, in the first game, box score wasn't great. I mean, Horvath, we already can tell he's a star, right? He is a big guy, but he can also shoot the three. He can just, he's he's a scorer, right? And he can do it at different spots on the court. So maybe not the traditional big that Kata is, but you know who needs that when you have Justin Bean. So let's talk about the career night that Justin Bean had. He had 30 points and 14 rebounds, so it's a really awesome opportunity for the Aggies. Um, I saw some videos on on Twitter of, of them going and touring the Naval Academy, and just really good, great experience for them. And, and now they get to go hang out in Myrtle Beach and hopefully win some, some games. Um, so yeah, props again for Justin Bean. He just had a monster game. I think we're going to see a special year. There's some people that have had questions like, oh, can he be the number one scorer on a, on a team? Well, he's had Keita and Sam Merrill in, in the past teams, and now he's a senior. He is the leader. Um, he could have gone with Craig Smith. I mean, Craig Smith, a great guy. I like recruited him, but he kind of talked with Stephen Ashworth. He, um, Ashworth could have gone. There was outside shot that Duke was trying to recruit him. Um, which I guess Duke loves their Lone Peak guys, right? Like Frank Jackson. But um, I, saw, I saw an article about that. I thought that was interesting. Um, Ashworth's been been doing pretty good. And he in 24 minutes, I think he's been been having more more bench minutes because um, looks like our our guard line has more of the. Um, so we have a lot of newcomers, right? Like Justin Bean is and Brock Miller are the only starters from last year's team. If we look at the other guys, they are. We have the Ute transfer, Rylan Jones, coming back to Logan. I remember when he was a freshman, he just let it up for Logan High and, and then let it up for Olympus. So a lot of Olympus Titans, I know, like him. So then there's Edelrock, um, RJ Edelrock, who came along with Brandon Horvath from UMBC with um, Coach Ryan Odom. So um, Ashworth, Dorius, and also Hamoda. They, they, they had some good, decent minutes off the bench. So I, I'm interested to see how our bench does. I think that we can be good, but um, we have a really solid starting lineup. So 
hopefully that starting lineup stays healthy and just performs. I think on nights when they perform like this, they're going to be hard to beat. I, and that's not going to happen every night. So we are going to have to defend well. But yeah, that's a great first um, look at things. Um, also, I did see that Joey Brackett's Joe Lenardi has us as the favorite to win the Myrtle Beach Classic. He he went through all the teams. Um, I think you got Dayton in there. I, I'd have to look. We have, there's like New Mexico State. The only like real P5 team in there is Oklahoma. And so he has us beating Oklahoma in the championship. But um, so we're luckily we're on the other side of the bracket of Oklahoma. So we our first game is at 12:30 p.m. this week on Thursday um, against Penn Penn Quakers. So um, that'll be that'll be a fun one. I I don't know how many times we played the Quakers in, in, in anything, but um, the Quakers are having a rough start to their season. They did just scrape by Bucknell on Sunday. They won 73-68, but they got lost by 21 to George Mason, and they lost 105 to 70 to one of the. It, it is a top 25 team in Florida State, so I think if the Aggies play up to snuff, which like they did in the last game, we can carry that momentum. I think will win like out outside of the spectrum we're undefeated right now so let's just just be the road warriors that we are and win on thursday and then i think friday would be our next game so i think we'd play the winner of i, I believe new mexico state and dayton and i don't remember who who exactly on is on the oklahoma side but i'm expecting oklahoma to come out and and so we'll we'll, we'll see i'll i'll break down the whole myrtle beach classic i've never been out there i think um, my father-in-law has been out there. I think he served uh, LDS mission somewhere in Virginia, or, or he's been out in South Carolina as well for some marathons. He's a runner like like me, but yeah, he's done a lot of those. So, anyways, it'll be fun to see, and I'll I'll keep you covered on all that happens in the Myrtle Beach Classic when we talk next weekend. And we'll look to get some more Olympic sports. Um, the women are killing it. They won their volleyball game and, and the women's basketball team the other day. So. Um, I will promise to do better at talking about that. Okay, really quick, before we wrap up, we're like basically out of time. But Devin Tompkins, he's a semifinalist for the Boletnikov, hopefully I pronounced that right, award, which is given to basically the nation's top uh, outstanding receiver. Randy Moss was the last G5 or non-P5 person to win it in a long time ago. So the odds are stacked against us, but um, Devin Tompkins is currently leading nation in receiving yards he's only about 90 yards shy of breaking kevin curtis's um record um, for single season yardage so i think it's 1500 something so and he's like in the 1400s so um if he i mean he and he doesn't get a ton of touches so like he could even if, if he were to set the ncaa record somehow if he just went crazy the last couple games then i i believe it's just over 2000 so he'd have to really kill it um have some 200 yard games in the last two games plus maybe the championship plus plus the bowl game right so we'll we'll see we'll see how he does um i think at the very least you can expect that he'll have the record and and it would be awesome we've i've been talking to some aggie fans it'd be cool if kevin curtis could be in attendance um but we shall see and also one more thing let me double check this but um there is a usu football assistant coach that is gunning for the Broyles Award. And I believe it is Kyle Cefalo. Yeah, he's a nominee for the Broyles Award. So that's given to the nation's top assistant coach. And 
what has Kyle Cefalo done? So I'm um, just reading that like, he is one of our coordinators and is really in charge of the offense. So um, he is in his first season with the Aggies, and he has just le- led a team that has some really great receivers like Tompkins, um, and he's, he's just doing really great. The whole team as a whole is doing great under him. Um, he's coached great offensive players when he was in the Sun Belt with Arkansas State. Um, so I think Kyle Cefalo, um, he he's a passing game coordinate wide receivers coach. So he is an assistant. So it's not, not necessarily always the head like offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator that wins this award, but he's a great nominee because he's just done great things with these guys. I mean, let's remember, we had Devin Tompkins on last year's team. We only won one game. So we brought some good talent in. We we brought some good schemes, some, some motivated coaches, and I'm just excited to see what the future holds for him. So that does it for your week. I'm, I'm just really excited to see what this next week holds. Um, for all of you who have your um, Aggie Blue A or, or can see it from out your window, let's just hope that the A keeps getting lit up blue and we have more reasons to cheer, to cheer for the Aggies. Um, and next week, uh, take a keep watch out because I'm maybe having a an Aggie on the podcast. So I was talking to Braden Clark. Um, he you can follow him at Braden T Clark on on Twitter, and he just always um, tweets so many interesting things about the Aggies. I think he has some radio experience up on like ESPN 700 or somewhere. I'll have to, to talk to him. we'll have to talk to him more next week. But as of now, that is the tentative plan. Um, I think we're going to call it a season on getting um, people from other conferences or from other teams, our opponents. At this point in the season, everybody's fired up. And, you know, we want to keep respectable relationships with our opponents. So let's let's see how many Aggies we can get on here. I'll have Braden on. And if you'd like to be on, let me know. And, oh, before we end, I have to I, – I ask you guys for questions every week, um, but sometimes you guys don't see it in time. I'll have to – do it earlier, but uh, a BYU fan, Jalen at Jalen Dog. He's kind of funny. Like you know, sometimes we go after each other with the rivalry, but it's all in good fun. But his one question was not USU related, uh, and and he just wanted everybody to know that he has ten and zero in one of my fantasy leagues. I did mention also like, hey, don't forget, Jalen, you're five and four in the other one. Um, I don't know what his final score was today, but. So he's in two of my fantasy leagues, and so congrats on the one. And he was saying in the other, of course, you know, BYU fan, making excuses. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I do the same thing. But but he was saying that he had a lot of injuries. You know, it happens in fantasy. But And he says he's still in line to probably make the playoffs. So just unrelated Utah State thing. You guys ask questions. I'll answer anything, even if it's not Aggie-related. But I'd, I'd like to see some more Aggie-related questions. Braden, he has great content, so I'm sure he'll come with some good content, and, and hopefully between the two of us, we can spark some good questions. Um, he always answers my questions. Like I could probably, if I wasn't so lazy, I, maybe I could take the time to find it, but he's just really good at, um, he's just like an Aggie database. You know, he can ask him a lot of stuff, and he's very knowledgeable, so excited to have him on. But until next week, go Aggies, and let's hope that we can see some hardware and football and, and who knows basketball gets get that um trophy at, out in south carolina Dumb. Dumb.
TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.